Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 198 of We Podcast, and we know things just a couple of episodes away from the big 200, where we recap all the nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Holy tornado, Batman. Yeah, we've had some rough weather here in greater Northeast yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. To say the least, there's only roofs getting ripped off. Yeah, we have uh, my cousin's house got got very, very damaged. Your backyard looks like a landfill. Oh, oh there's there's trees down. I know a, a friend of mine, Jill, uh, Jill Davis, went to school together. Her parents' roof came off, landed out front. It was horrible. Yeah, they actually that that house was right across the street from mine growing up. They lived on the terrace. Yep. I lived on the place. Um, our our grade school's trees were ripped up out of the roots. They said those trees were over 400 years old. Yeah. Fences are collapsed. They survived the previous tornado. Not this one. Fences are collapsed everywhere. Road closures, floods. I'm hearing sirens all day. My power flickered today for like a couple minutes and then I heard sirens. So something else happened. It's, I don't even know what that was, but at least I know, I know half a park with lost power. I know that. There's still a tree on a power line on Dunks Ferry. They yeah. still got to finish that. And it's, it's hopefully, you know, I didn't hear anyone get hurt or anything. That's obviously the most important. Yeah. Or anything can kind of get replaced. Just glad no one was, you know, hurt or killed, at least right. around us. And we have to count our lucky stars that both of us, you know, have power. Yours came back on. I only lost power for about three to five minutes total for the whole storm. So luckily, 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 we, yeah. uh, we escaped larger damages. My parents lost power. The expected time frame for them to return is Friday night at 11. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday night at 7.30, and the storm was Monday <laughs> or Tuesday. So that's a long time Jeez. without power. Yeah, but, that's rough. But luckily enough, it, their power popped on last night. So, oh, Good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And, and so you know, we're happy to hear that all of our friends are safe and sound, and uh, we hope everybody is, is doing well in the aftermath yeah, of that crazy exactly. storm ripping up the East Coast. But on a lighter note, couple of housekeeping announcements before we get into the show, which, you know, will be our pick of the week to start. We'll go trivia where Sam and I are tied nine and a half to nine and a half. Then Sam will take over in gaming. I will I will be back to grab uh, movies, TV, um, one section. I'm sorry, one story in music. And then Sam will be back with his CGC spotlight and we'll get on out of here. Big game section tonight. But before that, some housekeeping. We started this show. Four years ago happy fourth birthday to us yeah man how quickly time flies like and the reminder came obviously you know like obviously we know the date of the first day we started but all memories on facebook for both of us it was when we interviewed surge and yeah just you know just hearing them earl that go at the very first interview and just kind of all kind of coming back and i was like man i'm just you know i'm happy that you know this ride that we've been on can't believe we've been doing this four years hopefully we know we got four more in us yeah this it's been crazy to think that our first episode we ever recorded was at eight o'clock or seven o'clock on a sunday morning and we originally thought oh we're gonna do this every sunday and that quickly stopped uh and then for years we did saturday morning at what what was it eight i think yeah, we it was, started yeah. Yeah, Saturday like mornings at eight. Eight. yeah we started saturday mornings at eight which were crazy times thinking about how early i would wake up and just sit in my living room or my back room waiting for you to come over like <laughs> you would already you'd already I'd, I'd come in the back door like hey it's gonna make you're already playing the game you know doing your own thing and now well, that now that doesn't happen <laughs> now <laughs> I, I don't turn on a video game while the sun's out now and i don't i, don't, I haven't i don't think i've seen you since june 
seen me. Oh yeah, and and before that, I only saw you because I walked to your house and saw you out front. Before that, it was March, so I've seen you one time since March. I'm down That's almost twenty pounds, which is nice. That's yeah. a positive thing. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's nuts. You know, all you hear a lot of people are packing on the pounds. Just you know, being at home, not moving as much. It's nuts. It's nuts to be where we are now recording Thursday nights virtually over the phone to even have the technology to do that. But I got my feet up. Like I'm comfy. Like you see, you know, at the mic, I'm leaning over. Like I always wanted, like I figured when we would upgrade, we each have like the handheld mics. Like yeah. every time I see like comedians and podcasts, they got their own mic. They're showing like, that's how I always wanted to be now. Like I'm actually kind of doing like, Oh, this is kind of nice. Without giving away how we do phone podcasts. I am not comfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it is uh, you poor it's a blessing to be able to do it in the first place. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's come along for the ride for the last four years. We have some people that have listened since day one that still listen, which is, no, I no. think, the most mind-blowing thing. No, we, we really haven't. And always, like, sometimes after a podcast or, or they listen, when they hear you, know, we get a DM. Like, that kind of keeps us moving forward, keeps the motivation, keeps the train going, and just kind of hopefully, you know, you guys keep refueling us. Yeah, every single iTunes review that we get, I think, tax on another month that we do the show. Uh, every every DM is is another episode. Yeah. Like it's it's honestly, we do this show not for our health and safety. Because if you saw the way I'm sitting, you would you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, Greg's definitely not going. We do it for you guys, and yeah. and I and I love everybody who's even listened to one episode and said this show sucks because. You you gave the time to listen they, they to one. It, they, they gave it a chance. That's that's all, and and we just really appreciate it. And uh, like Sam said it perfectly, we hope we have at least four more in us. So happy birthday to us, and happy uh, three year anniversary of doing interviews. We've done interviews now for three years, and I'd like to say we're really really good at them. Um, if you're Cheers, in, brother. If you're interested in hearing any of our interviews, especially holy shit, where we started. Um, to where we are now, Sam and I can do interviews without even looking at each other over the phone now. Like that's how good we are with the chemistry. Like we're that good. So, um, yeah, it, it didn't happen overnight. guys. It did, did not. Me. No, it definitely was took time. Three years of practice and, and yeah. knowing each other's idiosyncrasies, but we, uh, you know, three years of doing them. We doing all right. We got like 40 under our belt, which is even crazier to think we have a couple more to announce and we're going to start with announcing a brand new one. For next week, that's insane to me. So next week, a week from tonight, we're going to have a very special guest. And I tease this one up on social media like, guys, you will not want to miss this one. And I don't say that because of the status of the celebrity. That is not like the key driver to why you should listen to this. You should listen to this because the content of the interview is going to literally be off the hook. Um, this is one of the coolest guests we'd ever have on and in one of the coolest mediums ever. We talked about it very, very briefly on the podcast before, but there is a documentary coming out this month that's debuting this month uh, called Pretending I'm a Superman. And uh, it's a Tony Hawk pro skater documentary. Holy shit. That that is happening. You had us at hello. <laughs> we are having producer, and I I, I want to like, I want to like say something that kind of funny does producer slash seducer. But we're having producer Ralph Diamato 
on the program for an interview about the documentary next week. And by the way, we've seen the documentary, so we will have a lot of questions for him about it. Spoiler free, of course. But if you don't know, Ralph Diamato was a producer on almost every single Tony Hawk game. So he's not just the producer of the film. He has been in the room where every Tony Hawk game has been developed. Oh, the questions I have for him. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I don't know who, who's going to be more excited, you or I, because he's been a part of basically our, our childhood, our adulthood of all games that we played growing up. And now to actually see this doc, like everyone has to see this. Uh, I am. I cannot wait to have this conversation. So if you've ever played like the Tony Hawk game, if you're excited for the new Tony Hawk coming out, because, oh, by the way, timing is everything. We're having a producer of a Tony Hawk documentary on a, less than a month until yeah. the new game and, comes and, out. And I was going to say, not not even even if you've never even played the Tony Hawk, even if you, you know, you're interested in skateboarding or just want to kind of see because Tony kind of really put it like on the map and made like made it blow up to the, you know, to, now it's around the world. I think you really, you know, just take the take the 45 minutes, an hour, just sit there and enjoy this. Yeah, like I get geeked up about almost every interview we do. Hell, probably all of them. But there are very few that I can literally say. <laughs> like, like I'll tell you right now, when, when we do top top threes, if we do top three docs like this and, and The Last Dance are already on my list, like hands down, one and two. Just, yeah, it's so that's it. It's it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I hope that you guys can't wait. But that is the housekeeping for the show. So next week, uh, we will have Ralph Diamato on the show, producer of Pretending I'm a Superman, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater documentary. And again, he's been a, pro, a producer on almost and, every and, and single and can, Tony Hawk. Can we Hawk say right now, how awesome is that name? Perfect title. <laughs> Pretending I'm a Superman? It Perfect. is It is awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, now, Love it. the episode will drop Monday uh, the 17th. So it's not going to drop the same day. We have an episode every Friday. So the 7th, the 14th, the 21st. So our normal episode will still drop the 14th, but the bonus interview will drop the 17th. And I'm going down the shore that day. So perfect driving material for me. And, and it's like the perfect tease right before the 200th episode. So it just all works out. It, it really, you can't script these things. I mean, we no. did. But you can't script them. But you can't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of the housekeeping into the actual show. Is it's it's already been about ten minutes, and I'm sure people want to get on with the program. So we'll start with our picks of the week. We'll go into trivia, uh, and then we'll take over with the rest of the stories. So let's start as always with our picks of the week. And I hate to jump on this early, but you know I loved it. and I finished it. Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to talk about it in not in spoiler detail. Yeah, uh, in yeah. the TV I, I, section, I'm never but... going to give spoilers. But all I'm going to say is, if you gave one a chance and maybe you kind of fell out, I thought season two was better than season one. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. I don't even know if that's an unpopular opinion or a popular opinion because I haven't really talked to anybody of you know if they finished it how they liked it. Yeah, but I know the second season, ten episodes. I think the first season had ten also. Yeah. Um, you basically, it kind of picks up almost like exactly where it starts off. They're in 1963. They get dropped there all different times and madness ensues. Also, one thing I, you know, I don't know if anyone else sees this. The guy who plays five, Aiden Gallagher, if they ever do like Flashpoint Batman or they do another Batman, I think he's a perfect Damian Wayne. Hmm. Just, just kind of his attitude and, and how I think he could be perfect. I'm just going to call that now and we'll see what happens there. But again, I thought the, the ensemble cast, I thought it was great. I, I, every episode I was in, they were, I believe, like 48 minutes episode, like 48 minutes each episode, which I thought was actually perfect. I never felt like I was you know, looking at my phone or 
You know what I mean? Like it always had my attention. Yeah. The whole 10, whole 10 episodes were great. Every, you know, of course, every member had their own moment where they had their, you know, their time to shine and the, the cliffhanger for season three, we all know it's picked up already. And now it's like, holy shit, what's going to happen now? So if you didn't see it, check it on Netflix, Umbrella Academy. There is a twist at the end of the third episode uh, that involves a fish tank in a hotel room that I did not see mm-hmm. coming. But yeah. I, I will say this. I will hold my opinions on the show, at least the second season, until we get to the TV section. But I'm very glad it's your pick of the week. Uh, my pick of the week is a film on Hulu. Right now it's a Hulu exclusive. I believe it was – it might be in select theaters as well, like like worldwide because there are some theaters in this world that are open right now, like the smaller – independent theaters, the drive-ins and such. But I watched it on Hulu. It's an Andy Samberg uh, joint. Andy Samberg stars in Palm Springs. Uh, It's the movie where it's got like the Groundhog Day premise um, where the same day happens over and over and over again. But J.K. Simmons is in it, and I can't remember her name. This is where you come in. The woman who plays the mom in How I Met Your Mother that eventually becomes the mom and dies. Sorry for spoilers on how I met your mother. Mother, um, I, I don't. Is is that the the chick that's in uh, Avengers? No, 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 no. She's not in Avengers. I'll look it up on IMDb right now. It is. What's her name? I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Who the, I Chris, never even Kristen, knew who the mother was. Kristen Milioti. So oh, I I had no idea. Yeah, Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, Peter Gallagher's in it. He's it's Sandy Cohen in the OC. For all you that don't know, he's also really good in Mr. Deeds. Um, Meredith Hagner, Camilla Mendez, Tyler Hoechlin. I feel like I know that dude. He plays Superman on CW. Thank you. There you go. So there's a really good cast. But what I love about this film and what I think it did excellently and differently was in a lot of Groundhog Day movies, you start where the character is normal and then somehow wakes up in the same day. This film, Andy Samberg, has already been a part of the same day for 10 years, 100 years, 1000 years. We don't know, but we do know he's we do know he's immortal and we don't even know for a while how he got there. It's a really good story that just assumes that the viewer is smart enough to pick up on it and they just drop you right in. It's not some boring origin story about how groundhog day happened. And what I really dig about it are uh he's not alone in the journey. I'll leave it at that. He's not the He's not the only one experiencing this thing. Other you people have to find that person. Okay. No, 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 no. We'll call. We'll say this. The other people find him. So we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. At least one of them does. Maybe two if you if you read into some some tea leaves. And then there's a really good love story between him and Kristen Milioti in there. Um, and it's it's just super funny. It's an hour and twenty nine minutes, so it hits the ninety minute run time perfectly. Uh, it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's a thought piece. It's really, really scientific and it really makes you think I really, really enjoyed it. Although there were definitely some parts that had me with a little anxiety because of my anxieties in life. This movie kind of triggered some of that, but I did enjoy it on the, on the overall. I thought it was really, really good and definitely worth a watch. If you have 90 free minutes, that's Palm Springs on Hulu. That's good to hear Sandberg and some, uh, some positive Feedback. I love Andy Samberg. Yeah. I, you know, really he, he, I, I feel like he gets shit on, you know, I feel like if, he, if it's not from his TV show. Yeah, I really, I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I like Andy Samberg yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think he's funny. I think his roast, I forget who it was, 
was just the it's just still one of my favorite roast segments ever because he just comes up. He doesn't even talk about the guy. He just starts going roasted, roasted you roasted. And it's just I don't know why, but it's super funny. Um, But anyway, I digress. Let's get into trivia. It's nine and a half each in our race to 11 win by two. One of us is going to have to go over 11 to win here. So what do you got for me? All right, here we go. When Miles Morales became Spider-Man, how old was he? 15 comes to mind. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I literally don't know. I'm going to go 15. Incorrect. Yeah. I, 13. I, I wasn't going to try and overthink it, Sam. I wasn't. No, no. And, and, and I was going to give, I had 11, 12, 13, 14. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know what I would have said then. Probably 13. I probably would have gone 13. All right. So your question is kind of easy. And I don't know why I'm giving you easy questions this late in the game here with so much on the line. But uh, the song Superman from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. Who sang it? Mm -hmm. What band performed Superman? Was it Goldfinger? It is Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had Goldfinger, Melancholin, Less Than Jake, and Catch-22. Dude, catch twenty two. It, it that that if I would have if I I was just sure of it like that it was them. But if I wasn't, that might have like. What's well, a ska band? Just, I I figured I throw a couple ska bands in there because Superman does have some brass. Yeah, so. well, and and we used to listen to catch. Well, I used to listen to him back all then. The, I don't know dude, all the time, dude. Catch twenty two. Less I listened to less than Jake. Who I saw less than Jake open for Yellow Card at the Franklin Mills Skate Park. Oh wow, he's going back. It was that well, that long ago. And I apologize. There's fireworks going off in the background. What? So hey, listen, if it's, I apologize. If it's happening for you, it's happening for me. We live around the corner from each other. Well, well mine feels like they're doing it right in the cul-de-sac in front of my house. So <laughs> I just, I just don't know. What, let me just open this. Let me peek out here. And uh, yeah, I think they are actually. My, see, mine are coming from my backyard, which are actually pointing towards Rambler Park. So I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. Sound is a crazy thing. <laughs> The yeah, they're on the street. I mean, I give, what a couple days we've had. Now there's fireworks. I'm just listen. Nothing will stop the fireworks in the city of Philadelphia. I think we've observed no. that and kind of gone well, through that. I hate the fucking fireworks, man. Can we just say that for a second? I hate the fucking fireworks. No, no, I, it's I, the I worst. love fireworks. It just, I wait. I'd rather just save and have a huge show on the fourth. I don't know. That's just me. It just bothers me so goddamn much that it's every single flipping. Well, I, I night. think every day it's it. And we do it every day. I think it's just a little inconsiderate with, you know, with kids and dogs and pets and all that kind of stuff. I think, you know, everyone knows that it's coming 4th of July. I just don't think you'd have to do it. I think a lot of people, I, th- I think people do it because it's a thing and people know about it. So they're like, oh, I'm going to be that asshole tonight. And like, man, I feel like <sighs> people. Well, I can already, I, I can hear my dogs already running. Like two of them kind of get jumpy. So people I, let I, it I happen that's too. That's the bigger problem is people don't give a shit. They, they complain I, on I, podcasts, but they don't call the authorities. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> All but, right, let's go. But we move on. Yeah. I'll take over in gaming, and you've been raving about it, so let's talk about it. Skater XL. It's my number three game of the year right now. Wow. I, and his love for this just came out of nowhere. It was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I know. I've never, You're going to believe it. I've never skateboarded in my life, so I don't, I don't have any attachment to the sport, but I – Exactly. I, I, <laughs> I love this fucking game. I, I, when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it all the time. Now, the reason it's not higher is because there are no stories. There is, there's no progression. There's no stat upgrades. There's no do this. 
you know, thing in two minutes, collect these letters. That's that's not this game. This game is a skateboarding sim in the in the most true way possible. If you ever wanted to if you can't skate and you've ever wanted to skate, this is the game you play. It is also the hardest, absolutely most brutally difficult skateboarding game I've ever played. And that is because Ollie is an X and Grind isn't triangle and Nolly isn't hold L2. This is insane. Ready? So if you play the game and you picture a PS4 controller, there's two okay. analog sticks, right? So X, it pushes. That's how you push. Normal enough. I get that. That's how you gain speed and push. The right control stick controls your right foot and the left control stick controls your left foot. So every wow. single trick you do, you're making the motions on the triggers that you would in real life as if left and right stick controlled each foot. So if I want let's so if I want to Ollie, I hold down the right stick and let it go because that's my back foot popping off the ground. Yeah. If I want to yeah. kickflip, I hold down the right stick, I let it go and then I flick the left stick to the left just like a kickflip. Wow, that's hilarious. If I want I, I like it. If I want to Nollie you actually hold the stick up on the left. It's oh, okay. I got nuts you. I got you. Because that's your front foot, and that yeah. that's the foot that we do in the popping. So, it, first of all, it's a game that you it never lets you get comfortable because Tony Hawk switch nolly, you know, fakey, whatever. It's the same button configurations to do the trick. This the buttons change every time. When I want to ride switch, right? I don't hold down to ollie. Now I hold up. Because I'm oh, riding switch Jesus, yeah. and now kickflip kick isn't left anymore. It's right. But on my right stick, not my left. It is the most crazy thing ever. But when you get used to it, you kind of get used to it. Like it's, it's very hard to master shit. It's very hard to get used to. But when you do, you kind of, it kind of clicks in your head. The hard part that I have is when I'm doing a really cool line and I do, let's say, kickflip down a stair set, crooked grind here, and then I do a 180. So now I'm fakey. I'm like, oh my god, what? That's when it fucks me up. Is when I'm not doing every trick regular. Uh, when I start yeah, to switch, it's, it's backwards. Yeah. But that's why I love it because it's so rewarding to do a trick. I did this line where I wanted to do a kickflip, front blunt down a hubba, 360 flip out. It Jesus. took me 40 minutes because of just trying to wrap my head around it. For a blunt slide in Tony Hawk, you ollie, you hit down, down, grind, and that'll blunt slide you for fucking days. This perfect. That's my kind of game. This you ollie, but in this game, instead of ollieing with one stick, you can actually ollie higher with two sticks. So I ollie with two sticks. Then I hold R2 to rotate 90 degrees in the air. Then I hold down on both sticks because that's both my feet, and that will do the blunt slide. But then you have to turn two or 70 degrees out. Because if you don't, you'll land sideways and fall. You literally have to land tricks. It's so insane how it works. I, I, it, they, they definitely took the time. And, you know, I'm sure it was a little wonky at first. But like you it's, said, I'm sure like with a yeah. lot of practice, you know, it, it, it does it is, become fun. Bro, it is super wonky at first. You ride around and you hit X to Ollie and you run into a car. <laughs> because you just don't. Oh, wow. You just don't. It took me. Yeah, you're not for, used to it. It took me forever to do a 50-50, but now I'm doing heel flip tail slide 270 out, no problem, because you just kind of get you, – you, what you have to do, what you have to do is you have to think about the trick you want to do, 
think about how it goes and kind of work it out. And then you, okay, I got that. Now what can I do next? And you do little lines here and there. And it's so rewarding. It honestly feels like you're skateboarding to the point where, because it takes you a lot of tries to do things. When you land it, you're like, fuck yeah. Like, that is super satisfying. <laughs> that, that's cool. That, hey, as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. When you're over, whenever that day comes that you're allowed back in my house, that's the first thing I'm showing you is this game. It's yes. you will you will be very appreciative of of like just to land a kickflip because you're gonna have Tony Hawk by then, I presume. So like Yeah, it's well it's already pre ordered as long as Amazon delivers on time. But I just meant like timing wise, we're probably not gonna be together in the next month the way things are going. Oh no, no, no. So yeah, so by the time we're actually able to see each other, you'll have Tony Hawk and you'll be used to those controls. So and so will I, because I'm gonna be play the fuck out of Tony Hawk. The, the only reason I don't think this game has a lot of legs for a lot of people, and I completely understand this. It, by the way, it's only 40 bucks, not 60 so that's a big win. But nice. I understand where people get a, a little away from it because after you do the challenges on each map, like kickflip over the bench, you know, 360 over, you know, the grass gap, nollie heel yeah. flip this, you know, crooked grind this ledge, or whatever. After you do all those, there's nothing to do. There's no, there's, it's, there's nothing to do. So that in that part, you just free skate. You find things to do. To me, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. I like free skating. I don't like free skating in Tony Hawk games because I feel like the maps are really small and you can kind of just trick out. Here, it's like you're skating. So I pick a spot and I spend 30 minutes there just tricking on it. It's pretty neat. Um, but what I will say is they're adding, they're adding new clothes. They're adding new decks. They're adding new maps. And the maps that they're adding are user-created content. So people that oh, are building these cool. things. So I'm really hyped on like the user piece of it. So yeah, it's t- if you like skateboarding and want a challenge and not so much like the arcadey Tony Hawk style, if you're looking for something a lot more realistic to the to the skateboarding, you know, uh, tr- truists out there. I don't even know the fucking word I'm looking for. Uh, this is your game. It is so unbelievably good. I am 100% confident this is not landing on my game of the year at the end of the year. That's why I wanted to say it now that as of April, August 6, 2020, number three, put it in the books. That's good to hear. Next up, we both watched it. We had the state of play. And this is where our top three is going to lie tonight. Um, we're going to do our top three favorite things from the presentation. I was taking notes customarily, as I always do, uh, of everything that was announced at the State of Play. We're recording this just a few hours after the State of Play was was done, so we don't have all of the analysis and all of the reactions and everything because this is pretty hot off the presses. It's just two hours, three hours ago that this thing happened. So it ended about three and a half hours ago. So uh, we're going to go through everything. Now, we're going to wait until the end to give our top three. But, of course, we'll give our impressions of everything that happened, as we always do for directs and and things like that. Uh, It started off with Crash 4. It's about time. And and it was a fucking spotlight. We're talking gameplay. We're talking announcements. We're talking new playable characters. There was a ton going on here. And I thought there was not a better way that they could have started this state of play. No, 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 this was, they knew that they were going to start it with a bang. And for that total, I think it was eight minutes. I was in love. This game looks crazy. It looks fun. It looks hard as shit. Yeah. I cannot wait. This is, it was a 40 minute presentation. And when almost one fourth of that is dedicated to crash four, you know that there's a lot to blow out here. Now, before we even go further, 
They had said beforehand, guys, this is not a first-party showcase. This is Don't expect these exclusives. Don't expect new reveals. This is a third-party thing, much like Nintendo did, uh, what was it, a week or two ago with their little mini showcase. It just wasn't eight minutes long. It was 40. There was actually some balls to it. So uh, I, balls up, Nintendo. I really, balls up. really, really, really loved, you know, they went through the plot. They went through the new villain. They went through how you can earn skins, and they made it very, 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 very um, uh, aware and apparent that these skins are cosmetic only. They don't upgrade your character in any way, and there will be no MTX. And we thought about that already. We had this conversation. MTX is microtransactions, and guess what? They've confirmed we ain't paying for shit in this game after it comes out. I'm psyched. Which, like, to me, like, that was such great news. I know it was like, they said, like, quantum mass skins. I was like, what the hell? And then once they said it, it's going to, everything is going to be like playing game. There's going to be, you don't spend money, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is why I've always loved Crash Bandicoot. Cause, you know, like, I always just, I don't know. Like, I, this is always a game that as a kid that always gravitated to me. And I cannot, it's about freaking time for it's coming out. Quantum masks, like you said, there's going to be four of them. They, they talked about, well, there's, there could be more. They talked about three. They said there will be a fourth, but not revealed now. It'll be at a later date. They said that you can play the entire game as Coco. There's going to be a new take on replayability called inverted mode, where the levels will have different, you know, whether it's this color scheme is backwards or it's black and white and you have to put paint all over it to bring it back to life. Th- or, that was freaking cool. It was really cool. I, I really liked it. That was so different. Yeah, or you play it in like a 1950s movie where the reel is going really fast so your character goes fast. Like there's little touches to this experience that are going to make replayability for us completionists and, and trophy whores out there. It's going to make it a lot of fun. You, you hear that, Shriver? <laughs> is he not a crash guy? Well, I, I think he loves Crash, but I know he's been a trophy whore, so I, I expect to see him uh, platinum this. I swore to God, I thought I saw a tweet of him saying, like, he's never played a Crash. He randomly got, like, the Insane Trilogy and now loves it or something. I, I swore that that was him. I can't fully well, I remember. I will have to confirm with him after this. Then they hit us with Hitman 3 coming in January 21. We knew that that was a thing, but the cool thing about what they announced was VR functionality, uh, which is always a good was always a good deal. Yeah, I don't know. For I, I'd rather play the game, me personally, rather than VR. But I, hey, I guess it's it's cool. You're getting something different, something new. VR first person shooters have a lot of legs, though, man. That could be really cool because now you're pointing and clicking and aiming like where you want to shoot. That 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 has a I lot mean, of the cool way stuff. I'm looking at it. I don't need some. I don't want so like I don't know. I feel like at work and stuff. Like I'm all and what between watching all kinds of movies, anime. It's like I'm always looking at a screen. I feel like I don't need one one in like two inches away from my eyeballs like i feel like i'm I'm good you know i'm already you know feel like i'm destroying my eyes as is vr though i will say props to vr horror experiences there are like there's nothing like playing a horror game in vr that shit is fucking scary yeah so, i would never play that ever by myself so they then that, anna- that, that, no that is no interest to me they then announced braid which came out in 2008 is getting an anniversary edition all built for the ground up for next generation consoles. It has been repainted. They did side-by-side comparisons of the 2008 original, saying it has nine times the fidelity of the 2008 original. That'll come out in 2021. That was a cool game. That was one of the first real big indie games. Shit, it was featured in Indie Game, the movie. Um, But yeah, uh, this will pick up a theme. Just like Hitman, not not really doing it for me. 
Yeah, and I, I think it, it'll for both of us. It's like a gradual slide down, you know. But again, you know, it definitely looks way better than it originally did. You can appreciate that that they, like you said, went back from scratch. Like, like that's all cool and good. Just all kindly say no, thank you. The this game has been getting a lot of hype uh, on Twitter over the past few hours as they showed gameplay. Not just the trailer, gameplay for The Pathless, which is actually a really cool name for an open world game because there is no path. You go wherever you want. That's that's a really clever name. It's got a unique take on archery. It's not about power or aim. It's about rhythm for your archery. That's really that's a really cool concept. I like that. But this game just didn't speak to me, even though I know I'm in the minority on that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the, I'm the same. Like, everything you said, I 100% agree. It just missed. Just wasn't for me. The arrow missed. <laughs> exactly. Pardon the pun there. You know? Spelunky 2, the developer and creator of Spelunky, actually came on and gave an update on Spelunky 2. It'll be out September 15th of this year, and they're adding online multiplayer. So that's actually a big deal for Spelunky fans. I like the first Spelunky, but I like watching it for like 30 minutes, and then I'm good. I do not enjoy playing it. So again, another game that didn't hit for me. Yeah, I never played the first, so this one, I was like, uh, no, thank you. This is, again, you're picking up on a theme for this state of play, folks. Now, they did tell us beforehand, temper your expectations. We're not yeah. having big announcements today. So we went into this one with no expectations, whatever. Yeah, whatsoever. Like, like, well, which I was fine with. I kind of, I'm glad that they warned me so I can just temper what I was expecting. Yeah, I know, but that's still, to me, like I said on Twitter, like that, by saying that ahead of time, that definitely puts expectations, like good expectations for the folks that are watching it. But the casual person, if they're not going to do anything new, the casual person is going to say, fuck it. Why am I going to watch it at all? But but so, it's like they, they said that, but then started with Crash. It was like, oh, my God. But like these that, pe- that's like, it, it got me hyped. Great. But the people that, did, that didn't watch it because there was going to be no new announcements and they knew that up front, they can just watch the eight-minute Crash thing after it comes out because, of course, it's going to be on VOD in a minute. So it's like yep. you lost viewers by saying that. I respect the play. I respect them saying they were doing that and to not have any expectations. Nintendo did that too, and they got shat all over when it did exactly that. It hyped no one. So like I yeah. get the idea behind it. I just think that it wasn't the right play when you're this close to a console launch. I really just think it was the wrong play. Uh, they had Genshin Impact was the next game up. And boy, howdy, was this ever just Breath of the Wild in a JRPG skin. Uh, they had enemies that looked like Breath of the Wild. The world looked like Breath of the Wild. The weapons looked like Breath of the Wild. The mechanics looked like Breath of the Wild. The whole damn game looked exactly like Breath of the Wild, but a JRPG. The trailer had so many elements of Zelda in it that I was like, okay, I clearly understand your inspiration for this game. I like the thought, but I'm good with my Breath of the Wild sequel that's coming eventually. I don't need this. Did Did you hear the nickname of the game? No. This is not Breath of the Wild. D- is that real? I thought maybe this isn't Breath of the Wild was trending on Twitter. Who knows? No, no, go completely. But you, but you're right though. Like it's definitely there, there's definitely comparisons to be uh, Anno Mutation M coming December 2020. That's all I wrote. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> then we got there was actually an analyst Jeff Grubb who we're going to talk about later. He put out there before the thing started. Hey, what do you guys think is going to happen? And all I wrote was we're getting bug snacks gameplay. And what did we get? We got bug snacks gameplay talking about bug snacks for PS five. You play as a journalist 
and you actually document and help the townsfolk with the bug snacks. You catch them, you lure them, you do a lot of different things with the bug snacks, but you are not a part of the town. You're a journalist. It's also a first-person game coming this holiday 2020. Like I said, there was some gameplay for it. If I was a two on the game before, I'm now a four, but that's about that. If I was a four, I'm now a one after that. <laughs> I Again, we're in the minority. Bug Snacks is like a cult favorite. It was like the favorite game outside of Spider-Man from the previous PS5 thing. People are loving it. I just I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Um, you know me too. I love this little thing. The colorful, stupid little games like this. I'm all for those. Yep. But this one just, it's just not, I just don't see it being a lot of fun. I don't know. No, I, and to me, that's like in delicacies. People are like, this dung beetle is a delicacy. It's like, well, no, thank you. It's not for me. I'm from you America. I'm, I'm from America. <laughs> Our delicacies are McDoubles. Thank you very much. Uh, Star Wars VR Vader Immortal. You're a force user trying to stop Vader. It's coming out in three weeks, August 25th. Yeah, I was not expecting that fast of a release. Yeah, I mean, it was it was announced a while ago, so it's cool to get a release date. But you're right. I did not expect August. And, you know, if if you have VR, I, I think this is probably a, a must get if, if, you know. Yeah, there, there have especially been especially if you love Star Wars. There have been multiple Star Wars VR kind of experiences so far for PSVR. This is now a standalone, which I believe is the first time they're doing a standalone. This will be a good um, warm up, if you will, for uh for what's that squadrons that's coming out. So yeah, yeah, that that's nice. I appreciate that. Um, we don't have PSVR, neither one of us. So again, nope. this isn't something that we can even play if we wanted to. Uh, they then Sorry, let, tell us how it is, Sean. Yeah. Right. Uh, then they came out with controls expansion. Number two, all a W E. And uh, there was a little surprise in there. Finally, I saw Remedy Entertainment and I was like, oh, no, please, please, please give me Alan Wake. And we are. They're crossing Alan Wake into the control universe. And I'm here for it. This was awesome. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm not I was I'm not wasn't really familiar with, with the character. Alan so. Wake is an Xbox 360 exclusive, or at least it was. So I get that you wouldn't really have a lot of familiarity yeah. with that. Yeah, so I, I, that, to me, that was the first time in my life I ever seen it. So, <laughs> Alan Wake is a game that I'm dying for another one, um, and so to get one through Control is really cool. They're made by the same developer, so that's really great that they're doing that. It comes out in again three weeks, August 27th. So really great to see that Alan Wake is in some way, shape, or form making a comeback. I thought that the Blair Witch game revealed earlier this year was going to be uh, an Alan Wake game, sorely and sadly. I was mistaken. They then had Auto Chess, which is a robot chess game. October 31st. Have fun. Uh, I'll just play chess. They then had a puzzle platformer, The Pedestrian, coming January 2021, where you take place as like a stick figure and you're going through puzzles that take place in different environments. It had a really cool aesthetic, a really charming art style. I like the premise. I'm out. (laughs) I was going to say next. (laughs) PS5 then took over. Uh, the last three announcements were all PS5 games. Hood Outlaws and Legends coming in 2021. Another third person game. That's like, wow. Yeah. It did nothing and it looked like it could have ran on a 360. So nothing there. Uh, <laughs> and then I was surprised by this one is Temtem. I played Temtem on PC and I've seen a lot of people playing the beta. I thought that was the candy, wasn't it? Temtem a candy? No, Temtem's a ripoff of uh, Pokemon. So. 
Oh, it, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's coming to PS5 in 2021 or PS4. It, it It's cool. It is currently in beta. You can actually play it right now on PlayStation. Or I'm sorry, on a PC. You could have done that for like, I believe the last six months or so, maybe more. This game has been available to play in early access. But it is a Pokemon clone. Instead of Pokeballs, they're little cards. And the little Temtem gets sucked into the card. They have different types and advantages, type advantages. So basically, it's it's Pokemon, but it's like an MMO. It's in a living, breathing world. You play with other players online. You actually do platforming. It's less just funny. play Pokemon. But but like that's where I'm at. Like it, the Come art on. style doesn't appeal Let's to me. Real. The Temtem don't appeal to me. I, I don't like the name. I I'm talked out. I talked about it on this pod. My impressions of I the remember. beta. And it's, every time you said Temtem, I thought of a chocolate bar. I don't know why. I don't either, my friend. But it's just, it's not going to do it for me and I'm out. And then they ended the show with another, I think, like seven or eight minutes of Godfall, a blowout. It looks absolutely stunning. They said there were no microtransactions and there's going to be a lot of unlockables. Uh, but they, you know, they ended big with this game. What would you think of Godfall? No, and I, I kind of like that they gave it its little time to shine. Like, they're trying to start a new IP. Again, another one saying no microtransaction. I thought that was great. Like, which is like another little hack and slash game. It's kind of like mean, a Soulsy kind of like hack and slashy. Yeah, I could see that. Like, if, Let's just call it a third-person action game. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, I was interested. Like, you know, they had, like, five different sword styles. Kind of reminded me of Devil May Cry, I think, was the third one where he had three different styles. And this one was, like, the long sword, the long blade pole. Then you like a double hammer, so I was like, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm definitely interested in this game. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick around, see what they do, see how it looks, and I did see. I think it's a holiday 2020 release, so yeah, for PS5, we'll for PS5, I believe there will be a PS4 version as well. That's also coming to Xbox. Um, if not at launch, it'll be eventually. Um, I remember you were super hyped on Anthem when it first got announced because of the way that looked, and that game turned into a shit fire. So I'm, sure. I'm, I'm wondering your thoughts on this game post release when it does happen. I'd be interested to see if this game uh, can hold its weight because it's getting a lot of press and a lot of people are excited. It's not my, it's, I just didn't care for it and that's okay. <laughs> I just didn't. Care and, I, I, and I'm just going to, you know, keep, keep an eye out. And like, obviously we watch like a lot of Pierce and a lot of YouTubers, like when they get early access to games, it's kind of like, they show you like, you know, they don't give you just 10 minutes of like, here's three hours of me playing this game. That's kind of where, why I'm probably going to get ghost of Tsushima just because how awesome that game looks from them mm-hmm. without, you know, me seeing them play it. I might not be swayed as much as I am right now to get it. Right. And then listen, they did it, man. The one last thing I was waiting for it. We always get one. They said, here we are. One last thing. Bye-bye. It's over. And it's like, what? They actually didn't do a one last thing. I was waiting on it. And they were like, all well, right, I thought, I that's thought it. That, I thought they, I thought they did say they had one final thing and it was Godfall. But no, they usually say like, all right, that's a wrap except, and then they drop like well, a, a thing on us. I don't know. I, I always felt like that was like a Nintendo thing. No, it's everything. PS, PlayStation and Xbox both did it for their big fucking shows this year. The well, one last that, thing for PlayStation five was horizon and Xbox's was uh, fable. That was both the one last thing. This just didn't have it. It's okay. They don't have to always have it. I've just gotten so accustomed to all of these presentations yeah, having it. You got spoiled. Like, it was like even Ubisoft just did it with Far Cry 6. Oh, and one last thing. Here's a new game announcement. It's like shit. I was waiting for something like an update on Resident Evil 8 or something like that or Village, whatever you want to call it, uh, or a Tony Hawk demo or something. We didn't get it. That was the presentation. Before we get into our top three, We've now talked about it all. What did you think of today's state of play? 
I, I again, I, I think thanks, thank like for PlayStation ahead of time telling us to kind of calm our expectations. I think that kind of saved at least my thing. I, I to me, Crash saved them. That was just enough to kind of get me there. That's the, like one of the most hyped game of, of that freaking series, and I'm I am perfectly whelmed. Yeah, I I I went into this having zero expectations, and somehow my expectations were still let down. So I thought it was it was. Um, You're a little harsher than I am. Well, it's because I I care. It's like not it's not saying you don't. I, I'm saying like if you're gonna drop a 40 minute presentation on our laps, fill it. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. See, I, when it, you, it was when almost an unnecessary. Like, no, no, no. When you say shit like that, and then Nintendo puts out two things where I'm like, wow, and then and seeing how harsh you're on this, I'm just kind of shocked. Like, damn. Well, wait a minute. You know? I hated the last Nintendo Direct and was very upfront about that. I actually I I shat just, all over it last week because I'm not afraid I, I, I to do just that. Like, I just like to hear you say it sometimes. That's all. I, I just feel like sometimes you, you just you sing from the heavens from their praises and then you whisper their gaming. But I hate them right now. <laughs> I, I, I have multiple, multiple, I do, multiple occasions have I said, we haven't gotten a direct in a year. What, 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 there's nothing to love about that. Like, what the fuck are they doing? These, uh, but they, they really don't need it. What do you mean they don't need it? There's only so much that Animal Crossing can take you. There's, there's just, there's, there is only well, so mean, far. What do you mean? They have that. There's Mario Kart. There's great another Smash. another Wii U game. Great Smash. Another Wii U game. These games were all out on Wii U. They're all old. We like super. You know, again, like, like you said, Super Mario Maker two. But again, it was still enough. You know, there was still enough behind it to just keep that success going. They're like, oh well. If we're these are all old games doing good, why not keep doing it? And Mario Maker Two was 2019, and that didn't even chart in the top 10 selling Switch games, and it's got Mario in the title. Like they don't have a big holiday game. They have one game coming out in October that we'll talk about in a few minutes. That's annoying. Their silence is deafening. Like that's how I feel right now is the lack of communication. I get it. Coronavirus has happened. The pandemic. All this, that, and the other thing. But guys, you were working on shit before the virus hit. Before this pandemic hit. If PlayStation can put together two presentations and Xbox can put together two presentations, you guys can muster up one. So for them to say, now I get it, Japanese culture, completely different. But Sony is a Japanese company too. They definitely borrow from their American ideals a lot more than, than Nintendo does. Nintendo is still kind of an old school Japanese company. But there is no excuse for having nothing to drop and then just saying, yeah, the virus is why we're silent. I am super sympathetic to that. And I and I completely understand, but say something. They did a good job with the Mario Paper Mario thing where they just dropped a trailer. Two months later, the game's out. Another thing we'll talk about in a few minutes. They did a good job, but that could have been two announcements in a bigger direct. Like, I get it. I understand it. But Nintendo is fucking flawed. And 2020 is showing that. And that's okay. But PlayStation, they didn't do a good job today. It's just that simple. Crash was excellent, but that's all you have to watch. That's it. That's I, it. Sometimes I, I sometimes I like it, and you revved up, brother. I don't like it. I hate that. My cholesterol's up. My blood pressure's up. My anxiety's flying. I high. thought you were losing weight. I thought you were doing good. It's yeah. because of my anxiety. But now I'm gonna go. <laughs> now I'm gonna go stress eat when we're done. I'm gonna have a bowl. Oh, no. I'm just gonna go eat a bowl of spaghetti. It was cold out of the can. All right, let's talk about our top three. <laughs> For the These evening, savage. our top three favorite things, if you can call them that, 
from the yeah, state so of play. I, I, I'll lead us off. Just go I, with I, all I three. Just go with all three. Yeah, I went Godfall number three. I just thought that it was interesting enough to keep me going. Number two was Ion Must Die. 2021 PS4. I just thought the art style was very interesting, and I, and I was interested in that animation, so I'm going to keep an eye on that one. And of course, number one, Crash Bandicoot 4. Can't freaking wait. My number three was Control's Alan Wake DLC. Uh, I just love that Alan Wake is still around, and quite frankly, that it's on a PlayStation console, because this was an Xbox exclusive character previously, and that is super cool that he can make the jump from one to the other. I always love non-exclusive shit. Like we'll talk about in a little bit with the Avengers game. Go fuck yourself. Number two, Star <laughs> Wars VR Vader Immortal. I just, if I had a VR, this would be a must play for me. Um, I know we talk all the time about wanting to get out of the Skywalker saga, out of the Skywalker saga, but gaming is a little different. We haven't gotten that much stuff in the Skywalker saga. Generally, games actually go away from that kind of time period because the movies hit it so hard. So it is kind of neat to, to beat the fuck out of Darth Vader with a lifesaber. If I had it, Yeah, I'd be in on that. And then my number one was Crash 4 for obvious reasons. It is absolutely going to be a contender in the top three games of the year for me. If it it plays as well as it shows, because it looks so good when somebody else is playing it. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Like it right now, because I'm not getting a next gen console this year. Like right now it's Halo, it's Cyberpunk, it's Tony Hawk, it's Crash. And then it's the games that are already on my list. Like I got seven games minimum that are going to be in contention here. So while crash has an uphill battle, man, I love platformers. They're my favorite genre. So I'm in, if it's, if it's going to play half as good as it looks. Bloomberg reports that Sony will make its pricing and release date for PS five this month. And if it was anybody else, but Bloomberg, I would say, yeah, let's not talk about it. But uh, there is a rumored Another event, maybe not a state of play, but another small Sony event this year, or I'm sorry, this month, where we'll get the release date and the pricing. And they kind of have to because they're running out of time. We're getting, we're, we, yeah, we are getting close. It's really, really close. I mean, August 6th with the console coming out this holiday, I know the Switch only did a two-month heads up. I get it. And I said it before. That's the model they're following because it worked. But goddamn. I'm telling you, man, and I think you agree that Sony and Xbox are just waiting for the other one at this yeah, point. Yeah, I know. 100%. As soon as that one's released, I won't be surprised the next day or the following week. Bam. Or the next one's announced. Or that fucking day if it's like a bad price. Let's say Xbox announces oh. $599 and PlayStation's $499. You can bet that day they're going to come over the top and say, hey, guys, we're 100 bucks less. Yeah, and then, then Xbox is screwed. We finally have a release date. Battletoads drops August 20th on Xbox One and PC. I'm pissed it's not on other consoles because the Xbox, my one of them is away. The other one's up in the living room. So for me to have to play this is going to take some. I'm not going to be able to play it on the new TV, number one. Number two, it's going to take some effort on my part. Effort I don't know if I want to give, but I fucking love the Battletoads. It's been 26 years since we've gotten a new Battletoads game. I love the Battletoads games. I can see this being a, a huge PC seller over Xbox. I I am listen a good fashion, hard as shit, beat 'em up platformer style. I that's what I loved about the first Battletoads game. Um, it's just brutally hard. I hope that uh, this, this rare is publishing this, and I hope that it's still as difficult. But good grief 
for it not to be on a Switch or a PlayStation 4. Like, this is the type of game I can see eventually making its way to the Switch because Battletoads was originally on Nintendo. It was an NES game. And also, it's a small indie beat-em-up for 20 bucks. Like, that's the type of shit that the Switch is perfect for. And then at that point, you just put it on PS4 because... And it's yeah. rare, but the the problem is it's rare publishing it, and rare is owned by Microsoft, which hence why you get the Xbox exclusivity. So Microsoft would actually have the say of putting it on PlayStation consoles. They've already done it with Ori and Cuphead for the Switch, uh, so I can see it coming to Switch first. But PlayStation just got Cuphead two or three years after release, so it might be a while before it makes its way to a PlayStation console. Game Pass is coming to Android devices. So now you can play Xbox games on your fucking phone. Like, that's cool. That's just cool. It's I, a sh- I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess it's just me. I'm not a cell phone gamer. I, I, you know, well, I, no, that's I, just, I it's just your screen. I had on Pokemon and that was it. It's just your screen, though. It's not like you're playing a mobile version. You're just using your Android device as your screen. It's like you're oh, it's like you're playing. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, that's neat. Okay, never mind. That's yeah. neat. It's it's just a shame they've forgotten about the Apple users because it's not available on iOS. Bastards. Spider-Man is coming to Marvel Avengers 2021. Yeah. Uh, uh exclusively Uh-oh. to PlayStation, which is super fucking stupid. Like, I get it. Sony obviously has some sort of rights ownership in Spider-Man. So I get mm-hmm. it. So it makes sense. The Spider-Man PS4 game is exclusive. But Spider-Man is in Ultimate Alliance 3, which is a Nintendo Switch exclusive. So yep. Sony had to give their thumbs up on that. So I understand why Sony did not give their thumbs up on that for the Xbox version, because Xbox really is their competitor. Nintendo is not the competitor of Xbox and Sony. They're going head to head. It's not a three way race. Nintendo just doesn't want to be a part of that. They don't need Nintendo to be a part of that because, quite frankly, their hardware blows Nintendo's hardware out of the water. It's not even close in terms of graphical comparison. So and, and fidelity and power and all that stuff. So I get it. You need the leg up on Microsoft. But you already have the leg up on Microsoft. You don't need Spider-Man to push you over the edge. PS5. Yeah, but, maybe, but again, there's there's some people that I would just love Spider-Man and, and that, that will be enough for them to jump over or swing over. But fuck them because they came out and said, you want to play a Spider-Man on Xbox? Buy a PlayStation. As the game developer, that was paraphrasing, as the game developer, yeah, I was going to say, I think there's no way they said that. They said, I believe they said, I can get the quote, but I believe he said, yes, uh, because they, remember, they said that all content for this game post-launch is free. You don't have to pay a cent yeah. for it. And people are like, well, what the fuck? I do. If I have to buy a PlayStation 4 or if I have to buy the PlayStation 4 copy, that's not free. That's not free, which I agree with. Yeah. So somebody raised the question of, I thought you said all contents are free. And he said, Yes, it is free. All of our content is free on PlayStation. And it was like, you fucking asshole. What a slap in the face to Xbox and PC gamers. So that already rubbed me the wrong way. Then the beta released for PlayStation gamers uh, on, I believe, the fourth, I want to say it was. And it's getting shit on. Shit on. So I I mean, I, I, I can't say I'm surprised. So... All the good that that last war table did to push me back in the right direction of positive vibes, within a week, it's ruined. It's gone. Yeah, and, and, it, it, and that did nothing for me. I've, I've been in the same boat. This is, this, I've said it, I think, last time, and this game's a hard pass for Yeah, me. so fuck you, Crystal Dynamics. I hate your game now, and I will not support it because we're in 2020 now. 
this whole exclusivity thing with characters being, what is it, Soul Calibur 2 when the GameCube gets Link, the Xbox gets Spawn, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and PlayStation 2 gets Hihachi. Like, this Good ain't call. that anymore, dude. This is 18 years later. We all have the internet hooked up to our consoles, bro. We can download whatever the fuck we want. Get over yourselves. Not only, not only is PlayStation exclusivity for Spider-Man going to hurt you, because guess what? People now won't buy the game on Xbox because they can't get Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is one of the pop, what, top three most popular Marvel heroes in the world? Yeah. Yep. Just just go on the Twitter comments and look how many people say, fuck it, I'm out. You've lost my purchase. And guess what? I'm one of them. I'm fucking one of them. I'm over this well, shit. Welcome to the club. Well, welcome back to the club. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Can I get a, can I get like a frilly drink? That'd be awesome. Got, got, gotcha, I'll work on it. Jeff Grubb believes a Nintendo event will happen between August 11th and 22nd. Now, he didn't specify if it was a direct, a new announcement, whatever. Uh, but he has his his Jeff Grubb summer game mess instead of summer game fest. And he throws all these announcements up there that are happening in what date just to keep everybody in line. And yeah. because Nintendo hasn't announced anything, he puts up there Nintendo wildcard. Well, in a brand new tweet out of nowhere, for no reason... He moved Nintendo up between the 11th and 22nd. Why would anybody do that? That was the only change he made on his entire tweet. He knows something. He's also been correct about Nintendo Mini Directs in March. Yeah, he, he definitely found out something. We've talked about him before on the show, leaking things and knowing things. I trust this man. I don't think it will be a full Direct. I really don't. But, but, it, it, but it's something. But it's something. And Nintendo even said this is the last partner direct. This isn't going to be the last one. It sounded like it was going to be like 10 minutes a month type of thing as opposed to one big 40. Uh, so if you're just going to give me minis every month, that's fine, too. We're getting something. I really believe it. I am. I also heard it's a lot less credible, but I also heard King Zell, who also leaked correctly the last couple of announcements. He also said mid uh, mid-August as well. So, you know take it with a grain of salt and we hate yeah, reporting of course, rumors, of course. but when it's a rumor by a credible person, we'll talk about it. Super smash brothers. Ultimate dropped a surprise update that included a new stage for free. It was battlefield, but small. It was pretty cool. They just took away a platform and gave you a brand new stage called small battlefield. But like Nintendo and, and other companies that do this, they don't have to, they don't have to give nope. you free shit. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was a nice little touch. Really cool. Um, but if you're still a Smash player, go play on Small Battlefield for free. Glad to hear Greg say one thing, a good thing about Nintendo. Nintendo announced Pikmin 3 Deluxe coming out October 30th. It's about time. Pikmin 4 has been supposedly in development for four years. Pikmin 3, another Wii U game that's getting the, the Switch port. But holy shit, this has been rumored for fucking two years. So I'm glad yeah. they dropped it. But again, no direct. Just a, just a trailer. Here you go. It's coming. It's like... Holy shit. Do I love just logging on Twitter and seeing Nintendo announce a new game? Yes, I do. But I love it even more when I log on Twitter and I watch Nintendo tweet out direct tomorrow, 30 minutes. Be there, fucker. And I'm like, I will. So it's yes, cool. I'm just not a Pikmin guy. It's one of the Nintendo franchises that does literally nothing for me. And by nothing, I mean less than nothing. It doesn't excite me at all. I know some Pikmin players and I know that it's a it's a cult hit, and I know some YouTubers I watch are very excited. I'm happy for them, but I do not count myself amongst them. I just don't like Pikmin. 
same here. Definitely not for me. Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold over 23 million copies in just four months. March 20th, that game came out. It sold 23 million copies. What's that? March to April, May, June, July. Four months and about two weeks. So about four and a half months, 23 million copies. That is over 5 million copies a month. What the I mean, fuck, man? It, that, that, that's impressive. That's insanity. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, we understand that everyone's like COVID definitely had something to do with it, with everyone being stuck inside. Just you know, obviously wanting your kids to do something. That, of course, had something to do with it. It had something to do still, with it. It's it's still impressive nonetheless. It had something to do with it, but at the same time, that logic can also be applied to Final Fantasy VII remake, The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost well, of Tsushima. Wow, be crazy. We were waiting for Final Fantasy for a while, right? And it didn't sell twenty three million, and the PS four has forty million more maybe f- almost 50 million more out in the wild than the switch does. So you just got to throw, you know, tip your hat to the animal crossing folks. Hell I'm one of them. I know Danielle, Ashley's friend, Danielle bought a switch on Friday just to play animal crossing. So it's out there. People are buying the console. You can't find it anywhere, but when you buy it, you're attaching it, man. One out of every three switch owners owns that game as the switch just crossed 62 million copies. sold. that's nuts. The other, some of the other games in the top 10, Super Mario Party has 11 million copies sold. That's insane. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Super Mario Odyssey at 18 million. Sword and Shield, 18.2 million, has now beaten every other Pokemon game sold and only trails red and blue and gold and crystal. Or, I'm sorry, gold and silver. That's nuts. Wow, awesome. Breath of the Wild and Smash Bros. are both over 20 million. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, they're never making a new Mario Kart game at this pace because it's selling, like Gangbusters, still 27 million copies holy shit I, I, I absolutely love it the next night city wire has a date and time yeah we're gonna get the next cyberpunk 2077 presentation monday at noon so if you're listening to this pod close to when it launches monday at noon for another cyberpunk 2077 night city wire I'll have to watch that on the old lunch break first one Call was good i liked it i liked it yeah, it was. Call of Duty will also be dropping news about its next game on Monday. At noon. Same time. Same time. So that's exactly what I said on Twitter. Activision or somebody tweeted it out. They're like, we got a package and we can't open it until Monday at noon. I said, nah, bro. Night City Wire. I'll watch you later because I don't care about Call of Duty. In the no, least. no. A hundred percent. Night City's first. Call of Duty. Yeah, I, I, I may watch it. Yeah, maybe. If I'm bored, which I never am during the work week because I'm working. So... That probably won't happen. But let's switch it over to movies, Sam, because I'm really interested in your take in this first story because it's got a divisive kind of opinion on it. And and even in our own comment section on Facebook, there was some arguing going on back and forth for both ways. I want to know where you stand. Mulan has been delayed, I think, seven times now. It will finally It's it's catching up to New Mutants. (laughs) It will finally drop September 4th. But not in theaters. Uh, it will come to Disney Plus, which is at first glance phenomenal. Yeah, at first it's yes, can't but wait. On top of your seventy dollar or seven dollar a month Disney Plus subscription, I would happily watch Mulan first day. I like the animated one a lot. Even without Mushu, I would watch it. However, you have to pay thirty dollars for this. And you get to keep it as long as you keep your Disney Plus subscription. So it's like a glorified rental. So you can't just download Disney Plus, pay 30 bucks, and it's yours. 
you actually lose your $30. It's not a deposit. And you lose the movie if you cancel Disney Plus ever. I'm assuming eventually it'll come to Disney Plus full time. But until then, you got to pay 30 bucks to watch this movie. What are your thoughts? Hard pass for me. I, I think 30, 30 bucks is too much. Um, again, I know other places where if you have to buy it, it's yours. That's it. It's yours forever. It's not yours when you cancel it or no, no, no. I, I think this is a little greedy move by by Disney. I think they just released Scoob or like or someone else released Scoob and all that for twenty bucks. But that is I a forty eight. That but that's a forty eight hour rental. There's the argument. Is yes, the other ones have been twenty, but it's a forty eight hour rental. Not you can watch it as long as you have Disney Plus. So there is that to weigh. Yeah, I mean, but I, I guess I could see if you maybe if you have a big family where going to the movies will actually cost you a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like when you go, let's say if you have a family of a kid or two kids, it's, it's 50, 60 dollars, whatever it is. OK, then maybe that 30 is just but for me, you know, I may go to I go by myself or I go one or one person or something like that where I could see a movie for seven, eight, nine, ten bucks. To me, 30 is too much. If I'm going to drop that that kind of money. I'd buy it on Blu-ray. So I bought the Disney Plus year bundle. I didn't. I don't pay by the month. I think it was seventy bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, you get like yeah. twenty bucks off. Um, so I I'm fine with that. But I already gave them my seventy five dollars. I would rather wait another eight months for this movie and just wait for it to just come to the service natively, because I'm yeah. in no rush to watch another shitty live action. If it was an original Disney film. Not a live action of another film. If it was, uh, you know, a new Star Wars movie or a new Avengers movie, something like that, I think I would be swayed. But to watch after the reputation the live action films have, number one. Number two, taking Mushu out of it. Number three, it's just a Mulan live action movie. There's nothing really I, special about it. I mean, even though the movie does look good, I'll just wait until it's free on Disney+. Plus. It's just a matter of time. I, I got plenty of other stuff I can watch. It's not like I'm clamoring. Now, again, this announcement isn't just for Greg and Sam. There are a lot of people in the world that this is trying to appease. And I get it if $30 to you, like you said, Sam, is okay. Because if you go to the movies and you take your two kids, now you're at 45 bucks just right there. I completely understand that. So that's a bargain. I also do understand and, and accept the argument of it's more than 48 hours. You keep it for Disney+. Plus. So, and my Disney plus is for a year. It ain't going nowhere. And I'll re up it in when that time comes. It's not a problem for me, but at the same time, it sets a weird precedent and it sets a, it sets a weird precedent that what other movies are going to do this. And I, I think that this is a test for them. This is a test to see how it plays out. Maybe it's only this for the first day and they're like, oh, man, shit, we're not getting the sales we thought. And maybe they drop it down to 20. Uh, I, I think this that's, is that's test not gonna, that. that's not going to happen because then you're going to have people calling and trying to get their 10 bucks back. I, I, they'll, they'll stick at 30. I, man, I'm just. It's just. I mean, I, to, to be honest, I, I'm not mad about it. Just like, OK, I'll wait. No, thank you. I'm, like, it's not even if it was a. Take Mulan out of it, though. Just what about like the practice itself? It's like it's it's stuck behind two paywalls. You have to pay for Disney Plus. That's true. And the movie. I'll I'll tell you what. If let's say they did this for for Black Widow or let's say they do this for, you know, the New Mutants. Will I spend 30 for that? Maybe. 
that's that's not all as a hard no as this movie is. This right. movie is it, like you know, we like you said at the beginning, we're not really in a rush for it. Right. The movie is subjective because some people will like Mulan, some people like New Mutants, some people like Of course, yeah, maybe it was their favorite animated movie ever. Right, exactly. You know I mean? So that part's subjective. So like I try to take the movie out of it and just like the the business practice. And I just don't know how sustainable this model is because I heard somebody say, well, I'm just going to get a free trial at Disney Plus and, and buy it or whatever. I'm like, then great. You're renting it for a month like yeah. or seven days or whatever. Now you're just wasting money. At least I get it for a year. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, I can it's see not both even sides. worth the trouble to do it like that, I don't think. I could see it both sides. But now that we bring the movie back into it, I'm with you, man. I'm just going to wait till it's free eventually. There's just no way I'm spending $30 on a live action remake of a movie that's B level at best. It's just that simple. Tom Hanks is going to reportedly play Geppetto in Disney's Pinocchio remake. The interesting thing here isn't that Tom Hanks is going to play Geppetto because anything Tom Hanks is in, he's going to be awesome. But the interesting thing to me is it is directed by Robert Zemeckis. This will be Tom Hanks first reunion with the director of Forrest Gump. Oh, long overdue. Yeah. Well, That's there was awesome. some there was some weirdness about that. Zemeckis wasn't the first choice for, for Forrest Gump. I don't even think he was the first choice for this movie, as a matter of fact. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere else that it was supposed to be another director. Yeah. So it's a little weird how it's lining up. Hanks is not signed on just yet. He's just in talks. And if let's say if it was this movie, let's, this movie was coming out and it was 30 bucks. Again, I'll pass. I'll wait. I'm in no rush to see it. Right. You know, what did you, what do you think about this one? Did you see it? Uh, we got the title card of James Gunn's Suicide Squad with a promise of more to come at Fandom. Oh, yeah, I, I saw all that. They released the whole title, I think, all around the world, all different languages. Yeah. What did you, you think I'm, of the logo? Sure yeah, we with the logo, which I thought was fine. I thought I, I actually liked that. It. It I think it was yellow background. Yeah, it's on yeah, our Instagram story right now, but probably will be gone by the time people hear this. I mean, it, it, it popped. What I also liked was that they got the entire cast of suicide because I guess yesterday or two days ago was James Gunn's birthday and everyone from the movie basically left a little video message and, you know, and, and, and uh, Michael Rooker was the last one. He was like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked at you. You celebrate these things at your age. And I just thought that was a nice way to end like the minute and a half long clip. I thought it was really cool to get the whole cast and crew. That's funny. These next two stories are for you, my friend, Bill and Ted face the music is now moving up a week to August 28th. So just a few weeks from now, and it's coming to VOD and select theaters. And this is a movie I will pay for because I love the first two movies that are classics to me. And I love Keanu. So I will pay, take my money, sir. You will pay your $20, 48 hour rental the first day. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's the first day, but this, I, I will pay money for to see this. Keanu, Keanu Reeves staying strong, moving from Bill and Ted to John Wick. Uh, Keanu Reeves will be appearing in John Wick 5. The studio has announced on its earnings call that a John Wick 5 is happening. I mean, it, you know, it, it's been a you know rough couple couple weeks over here during this, especially with the tornado. So kind of get this, but it was like the only positive, like one of the positive things that I, I just got out of it. Like, and they're shooting it back to back. So knowing that we're going to get four and five, it's going to, it's next. I love this freaking series and, and I, I don't know how much more they, they can do. I don't know if this is where they go out and just kind of do their blowout and say five is it, or they kind of push for one more. But whatever it is, I'm in it. You know, I'm in it till the end. When it's all said and done, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more John Wick movies than Land Before Times. 
Like, and I'm here for all of it. <laughs> all 14. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen, I think, the first four or five of them four times. There's uh, 14 of them, I think. So, we're, Yeah, well, I grew up after that. We're in so, for a treat. Kind of, kind of. Sam, you gave your thoughts already on this as we move into television. I'm going to read IGN's review of the uh, of the Umbrella Academy Season 2 here as uh, they, I believe, have similar thoughts to you, which is exciting. Uh, only thing I know is that it has positive reviews first and second season. I don't know the score. Let's see if I can get it. All right, here we go. While it while it may tread familiar ground, Umbrella Academy Season 2 improves on its predecessor by focusing on all the things that made Season 1 so charming. It's rapid-fire banter, kinetic action sequences, killer soundtrack, and the complicated family dynamic at its heart. By jettisoning some of the distracting peripheral elements that bogged down Season 1, this feels like a tighter, more confident version of the series, laying the groundwork for a fascinating and potentially far more original Season 3. Yes. I believe that pretty much says exactly what you said. Yeah, and and, and the only thing, I would agree, I I didn't say it, I meant to say it, also love the music yeah great choice every, every music score they they chose perfect yeah. so definitely I'll give, watch on umbrella academy please guys. i, I will give my spoiler free thoughts on it we are on episode four or five so we're almost halfway done nice nice um it is so so hands down better than the first season i can't even i think i was it was either after the first or second episode i i said it right there i was like this is already better than the first season the first episode was phenomenal and I was like, yeah. this is, it's got a different vibe. It's got a different energy. It feels like the boys mixed with like, just more, it feels like more fun. It is confusing. It can be. It is a little, uh, we, we make fun of it sometimes. Like, uh, there was, it's, an, it's wacky. Yeah. There was an episode early on in the season where some folks are, um, they want to do a demonstration of a sit-in and one of the characters says, we've been planning this for months. And the sit-in, they just go into a diner and sit down. And I looked at Ash and said, they planned that for months? That'd take me 15 minutes in out on my way to plan that shit. So we're having a little bit of fun with that. Like I yeah. said, there's a good plot twist at the end of that episode um, that involves a fish tank in a hotel that I did not see coming. Um, and and it is just, right. it's so and, and, and good. And just the freaking cliffhanger, you're going to be like, holy shit. What, going into three? Going into season oh, three? Yeah. Yeah, this is the t- it it's, it, at, when I first watched the the pilot of the first season, I thought that was one of the most brilliant superhero pilots I'd ever seen. It was just it was damn near perfect. And then as the season went on, it kind of drug really far. And well, then, I know you know you know what happened. God, the boys came out. Right, that that's true. That's not that's not not true. But the Umbrella Academy came out in January. And the boys came out in July. So I was way done the Umbrella Academy by the time the boys came out. But you're right. The mindset of the boys with how crazy and action-packed that was almost made you forget that the Umbrella Academy happened. Or at least yep. that it happened in 2019. Like it felt like it was a lot older than it was. So I'm with you there. But what this season did is, is so far at least, it's really, really, really riveting and Without spoilers, in the very first episode, in like the first half of the first episode, they, yep. they trim some fat from the first season. So uh, again, it doesn't, it doesn't. Nice, I like it. It doesn't bog you down. So no. I, I really love it. It's absolutely worth your watch. And I'm only halfway done the season, so can't recommend it enough. Umbrella Academy season two. Completely agree with you, Sam, and completely agree with IGN's review. Now, 
Kevin Smith is developing a new animated Green Hornet series. And I'm, I'm interested. You know, I never read, you know, I wasn't like a huge comic reader of the Green Hornet. Yeah, the live action movie. Yeah, it, to me, that was like, it's like a junk food. Just leave your brain at the door. Watch that movie with Seth Rogen. I still find, I feel like that movie has its moments. But um, I'm interested to see. You know, I'm not like that bit for it, but I'm interested. Out of nowhere, as we move into our final story of the night in music, literally out of nowhere, a band that's on hiatus uh, was supposed to do a reunion tour, didn't happen because of the pandemic. Motion City Soundtrack drops a new single called Crooked Ways. What did you think of it? And I feel like they, they picked up right where they left off. I, I, it sounds I like do, I do, Motion City. I completely disagree. Completely oh, wow. disagree. I think it picks up where the Dinosaur record left off. I thought their last two records kind of stunk. And this to me was so good that it reminded me of what is it, my dinosaur life or something like that. Yeah, this, I, know. I feel like a lot of their music is, is like so like I don't know, it's almost all the same to me. It don't get me wrong, the vibe of the song sounds like newer Motion City, but the but with how much I enjoyed it, I haven't enjoyed a Motion City song since this much since my dinosaur life, and that was a decade plus ago. I had that shit in college. So there was a lot of downer songs that really didn't speak to you. There was one downer song. The rest I just didn't like. Well, there was that's that's incorrect. There was one song on fuck. What's that record? Oh, my goodness. Uh, What's the record that everyone will die is on? What's the name of that? Panic Stations. Is that what that's called? Panic Stations? Yeah. Um, I'm on their discography now. No, Panic Stations was the record. Their last record. This one was called Go. That was the record. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. Go has. Um, there's a couple is good it, songs on. Though. Is it? It's not circuits and wires. I think that's just okay. I think it's uh, the Coma Kid. I think is like my is the song that, I love. That, that, I do like that one also. Yeah, the Coma Kid's really really good. That kind of reminds me of Old Motion City. But when I looked at Panic Stations, I think one of their songs was called Gravity. I think that was like their single. I just didn't really feel that record like at all. I think TKO was a song I dug. But uh, nothing really else. But Crooked Ways, man, good tune. Really, really good tune. Yeah, and I was like, Box Elder, I love too. Yeah, That's yeah, a good, one. good thought. All right, dude, uh, let's get into your CGC Spotlight so we can get out of here. Okay, and CGC Spotlight, again, it's another sketch by Clara Bujator. So I'm going to go with that one. This was the this was the first sketch I actually got from her. And Is that the third time you've brought her up in three weeks and the third time you've yeah, yeah, pronounced yeah, her name I, differently? I, yeah, we're, we're, no, I went with Bujurator. Oh, sorry, Buj- that, that, Bujurator. <laughs> I think you asked me last week how I would pronounce it. Yeah, so I I, I say it like an anime. How like, how uh, is how is it pronounced or how's it spelled again? B u j t o r. B u j t o r. I'd go Buter. Yeah. I would go Buter. Buter. I would go Buter. Claire Buter. <laughs> Jay Buter. Buter. But if you want to get a sketch or, or, or check out her work on Instagram, her handle is Sketch Card Girl, spelled exactly as it's, you know, you Sketch Card Girl. Can't, you know, unless you don't know how to spell, you're in trouble. But she, this is a masterpiece. It's Joker, you're the villain, number one. And it's, it's Heath Ledger's Joker of him sitting in the cell. One of my favorite scenes is, is when I, when I, and the only thing I said that this scene, I felt like, his eyes, I felt like she encompassed the Joker and Heath Ledger's look perfectly. Of course, we'll take a picture. It'll be on our, you know, we podcast, we know things on Instagram. 
would always be there. There's a John Carpenter and Anthony Birch story, Philip Tan art, 9.8 white pages. Knock on wood, I got, you know, the three jokers she did. I got lucky and got three nine eights. Um, I, I, I think I just posted on my IG, Stampede 21589, kind of all them in the glass case with the LEDs going. Looks beautiful. Um, and, and, and this is just the story. The Joker is on a mission to get his mojo back and prove to the world that there is no greater villainy than the king that leaves you laughing. Because people kind of thought that he, he's had it, he's a has-been, and he got mad and he wants to prove them all wrong. There's no uh, CGC census on this at all. It's usually the newer book. It takes them a while until like a book gets hot and then they'll actually note it. But again, if you like art, you want to check out her work, sketch car girl on Instagram. And that was the CGC spotlight. Beauter. Beauter. <laughs> you should have DM her and ask her. You know, I, I want her to like, I like, like, I need her to say it. Like, I'll have to get her to send me a voice message how, Let's how just, to pronounce her last name. Well, you can just have her send the way it's pronounced. But you, we could also just have her on the show. Just get her on for 10 minutes. Let's just talk about her work, spotlight her for a little bit. I I, 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 I got to see how good her, her English is. I, I have to. Ah, uh, that's talk, what little, that is. It was a little broken. So gotcha. Yeah. That's what that is. So that's why I wouldn't hear how she says it because gotcha. I think it'll be different how we say it. All right, everybody. So, that, I love you, Clark. That, no, don't, don't get mad at me. That was it. That was episode 198. We are two episodes away now from episode 200. Holy oh. shit. Uh, unreal so thanks everybody for taking this journey we will see you next week for episode 199 good to have you back